Hey, welcome back to Strong Body Fit Mind. I'm your host, Nathan Ferguson. And I'm Katie Ferguson. Today, we're talking about your body is not working against you. It's responding to what you give it. Many people can feel like their body is working against them, that their life, their lifestyle, their kids, their work, all these things are aligned against them. But what's really going on is that we need to get organized. We need to make some small shifts that are really going to compound throughout the day, week, month, and years, and are really going to give us our energy back, give us our focus, our clarity, and readiness to tackle life. And of course, the best way to do it and what we recommend always, always, always is not having that all or nothing mindset, that all or nothing mentality where I have to go full in 100% effort on what I'm trying to change or all of these changes at once, but rather take a more really sustainable approach and adding things in or taking things away, honestly, that might be causing your body to not respond how you want it. These are strong, strong building blocks. These are like the the three little pigs. We're talking about the brick building blocks of the third little pig that once we put that brick in place, we have good mortar that is that consistency and that optimism and that comfortability and organization of that actual action. And once it's there, it's there. We build another one and another one and another one. And those over the weeks and months are going to build that big, strong house. So not getting the results that you want might look something like you're not getting enough sleep, there's too much stress, maybe you have too much caffeine, maybe you're having too much sugar and processed food, like you're tired, you're frustrated, like you've tried everything, nothing's producing the results that you want. And so what happens is, is your attitude has to start shifting. Your optimism can fade over time and they begin to see their body, food, and the gym as enemies. They see the people around them as enemies, that everything's limiting them and they begin to backslide. They go 180 degrees in the wrong direction. They're overwhelmed. They're trying to take on too much of the momentum at once, and it's just impossible. We don't have enough units of energy in a day to conquer the momentum we have of the past that has kind of been floating us along in this direction that's sucking our energy, sucking our time, clarity, and focus. Yeah, and I think a lot of people saw this, especially mothers that were working moms that had to stop what they were doing and start homeschooling their kid when kind of the world shut down and school shut down. There was this huge priority that automatically became the front runner, which was your child's education and and supporting them in that process. And so other things were kind of left at bay. And so a lot of people's fitness regimens, nutrition regimens, just kind of left by the wayside because there was this huge shift in your life that happened where your routines and your normal habits just weren't able to be maintained. And so a lot of people will come to me with those kind of issues like, hey, in 2020, I just kind of dropped dropped the ball and I'm trying to get back at it. And so what they're doing is they're going all in, right? They're like all or nothing mindset. They're trying to jump back into that life before from the person that they are now. And the reality is you're not the same person that you were three years ago. You're a new person now. So we need to focus on how you are now, your current habits, your current lifestyle, and what's going to make that shift for you. So first up, some hard truths. Yes, genetics can impact the way your body packs on pounds or the way you hold weight. And it can it can have a lot of these different factors, but... More and more research is coming out that we have more direct power, direct action power than we realize. Even this concept of epigenetics, which is the study of your behaviors and environment and how they can cause changes that affect the way that your genes work. Basically, 
even with your thoughts and emotions that you're experiencing in any given day, those things can turn off or turn on certain genetic responses. So what does that mean? People with depression or people abusing alcohol, for example, we can use certain practices. They've been researched. It's been proven over and over again. We can use certain things to curve people's thoughts and emotions and words that they're saying to other people and themselves, which is really incredible because it comes back again again, right around to the truth that we do have more power than we think. We just need more sustainable actions and, and behavior patterns over a little bit longer of a time. It doesn't have to be forever, but what it is is about changing those small little subtleties that we have going on many times between our ears and our brains and our thoughts that is going to help move the needle and change what we actually believe about ourselves what we believe about what is capable, and even what we believe about the past. So the saying that I really like is that you can love your body and still want it to change. And what I mean by that is you can love the person that you are inside, but you might want to gain more muscle. You might want to gain strength. You might want to change your body in a certain way to live a healthier lifestyle, right? There's this, I feel like there's these big extremes out there right now where it's like body positivity, which I am all for, but it's like, you have to love your body the way it is and want it to stay the same. And that's not necessarily true. And then there's the other extreme where it's like, you can only love your body if you're like a certain size or whatever. And we're kind of done with that era, at least for me. So you can love your body and want your body to physically change. And there's a couple of ways that I recommend doing this. I'm a big advocate for increasing things that you have. So for example, let's look at your nutrition. So increasing maybe vegetables that you're eating, because what's going to happen is once you start increasing the vegetables that you're eating, then you're not going to be as hungry for other things because you're going to have more fiber in your diet. Another big increaser that you can add is protein. If you follow me on social media at all, I like preach, 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 preach protein because it is so helpful to for lots of things to increase. I feel like we could do a whole episode on, right, on yeah. protein, but it's to increase the fullness factor. It's to help build muscle. The more muscle you have, the more fat you're going to burn, the better you're going to feel. Protein, veggies, and water is kind of where I start with most of my clients. And even a note on this protein, that increase you know, she wouldn't come at you as a, as a client right, right away. But what you might find over working with Katie for two or three months is that she may wind up sneakily increasing your protein two or 300%. And that's not a, that's not an exaggerated number. Sometimes people are tripling the amount of protein they're eating. They're still losing body fat and they're feeling better and they're feeling healthier with, with uh, a lot more energy. So some other things to increase is sleep. Like what does your sleep actually look like? Are you getting enough sleep? Why are you not able to get sleep? I've heard a lot of people, they're like, yeah, I feel great after six hours of sleep, but then I feel like I need, you know, a three hour nap in the middle of the day. I'm like, well, let's look at your coffee consumption or your caffeine consumption. Um, more walking, more movement, more getting outside in the sunshine. And then there's also things like decreasing things, right? Like decreasing processed food, which is most likely going to come when you start increasing those other things. You're not going to be as hungry for more processed food than if you're in consuming enough protein, enough water, decreasing caffeine, decreasing alcohol. I feel like we could do a whole other episode on alcohol just in and of itself. And then honestly, just looking at how you're eating your food. How long it's taking you to eat your food? Are you eating your food in the car on the road? Are you standing up while eating food or eating a meal while you're prepping your kids' meals? If you actually sit down and 
eat food mindfully, another episode on that one right there, and what that looks like, it's truly, truly going to help your fullness factor. And one of the quotes I really like is that everything affects everything. When we start even doing one or two of these things, like maybe increase your water, increase your protein, you're going to find that your sleep is probably going to be a lot better. And your sleep is everything. Your, your sleep, it is the bedrock of your ability to do your life. And movement, going for a walk, walking is one of the most underrated things we can do all day long. And especially if you are like me, who's I'm, I'm doing counseling, doing therapy all day long. And so I am sitting while I'm with clients. I am sitting while I'm doing paperwork. If I get up every couple of hours and move my body in the long run, it, it even in the month, it plays a huge, huge factor in the way my body feels. And even the way my body is processing food, the way it's digesting, breaking things down and absorbing nutrients. He got that tip from his wife, by the way. Yeah. Many, <laughs> many months probably of beating me over the head of the sledgehammer. No, gentle reminders, yeah. gentle, loving felt reminders. Like, felt like a sledgehammer. <laughs> <laughs> every, every, every whack took a couple, a oh, couple more my pounds goodness gracious. was added on. We're the cutting this part out. This part's being cut out. So just as your physical body needs good, wholesome ingredients... So it is with your mind. A funny story about some of my clients, they may come in, we may do all this really great work and have a lot of progress, but there's just some things that are still agitating them. There are common things when that happens that are going wrong. Number one is that the music that they happen to be listening to when they drive into our therapy sessions is wild and crazy music. I might see them, they walk in the first couple of minutes, they're agitated. I wind up asking them, hey, you know, quizzing them and all these things. And we find that indeed it was the psycho music that they are listening to on the way in. Another one is, especially with sleep, when we're, we're, we've worked a lot of sleep angles and there's still some agitated sleep. Well, it just so happens that they're watching this TV show where seven people get shot in the chest right before they go to bed. That's just not something that's healthy and positive. And so switching more of our looking at all of the consumption. Another, another, another client that I had was extra sneaky. I am always pro reading. So this guy was like, yeah, I read a lot. Well, I stopped the conversation there and it, it took me some weeks. I was like, you know, why don't you tell me what, what you read? What he reads is suspense novels. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, well, it, you know, it doesn't matter if you're reading, you know, through your eyeballs. How, how is that coming in? And so what it's about is curating, be, being much more productive and purposeful with what we are actually consuming on social media, on the news, on TV, on, on movies. Yeah. And I have found that personally, just on social media in general, like I'll be scrolling social media and I just feel triggered by something. Maybe it's like a body image thing, or maybe it's a professional or personal thing. And I see these, these people pop up in my feed all the time. And I'm like, why am I triggered by this? Or why is this making me upset? And you have the control. You have the control of what pops up on your screen through your social media feed. It is so easy to hit unfollow or unsubscribe or whatever it is that may be causing those feelings of doubt or questioning your self-worth or just doesn't make you feel good. Or what about the couple that I might be working with who we, we again, this is usually well into our work together, but they wind up, you know, we, we dig in and they are listening to music who is profusely degrading women. Both of them typically are the, the, man, the man and the woman. And it's, it's just tough. I mean, how are we going to continue to honor the other person and, and work that more wholesome approach to intimacy when we're listening to this wild and crazy music or even the even some of the fitness um, social media may 
trend towards a, a sexualized presentation of that fitness media. And so it's it's really about curating what we are consuming. Oh my gosh, the fitness social media with the leggings that are like scrunched in the butt to like make their butt look bigger. And honestly, I've seen people like the behind the scenes of pictures of fitness people that have these literal like butt cushions that they put in their the back of their leggings to make their butt look more rounder for photo shoots and everything. So again, like we can fall in that comparison trap. I'm guilty of that too, but we get the control over what our eyeballs see, especially on our phones, especially on our TVs, especially what we're reading. Does this mean that everything that you consume needs to be PG? Absolutely not. But again, the the lion's share of it may may be a, a little bit more PG, PG 13-ish. And, and some of my clients may rebuke against that, may challenge that and say, well, that's not real life. Well, it may be not your real life, but we can, again, you know, how I, I strive for that balance of the mo- most things that I consume is is more dialed back, but I still deal with very, very vulgar, provocative people many, many times in my job, in my work, and it's my duty to address those issues. And so it can be done. A balance can be struck. It's just the the higher the stakes, the more that we have to have that internal mastery and discernment and raw, real, brutal honesty about what we're actually consuming and why and at what times and at what intensity and, and all of that stuff. And, and what's the goal? How and how much do you really care about that goal? And how much do you really want to sacrifice? And how much do you really want to be awesome? How how much does it really get at you? And and what are your actual goals? And and how committed are you to pursuing those? So the more you can follow these small shifts that we've outlined, or you probably have some of that you're thinking of right now that we didn't even mention, the more limitless your life will become because the more ease that all of your goals and your wants and desires are that will be simply like super easy natural byproducts of who you are and therefore who you are every day and what you will do every single day truly there is a reservoir of unlimited power underneath the surface of you the key is is in refinement we do not need to add units of energy to our day. If the average person has about 500 units, we do not need coffee in an attempt to add 300 extra units. We need to refine, refine, refine of the soul-sucking things that are taking away and stealing out of that 500 units. When we refine and we refine and we refine, you will be amazed at how truly powerful even one of your units of energy can and will become. It's about strengthening those units of energy and and making them sacred and precious and holy on what you're actually going to expend that on. We chatted a lot about like broad, deep topics today, and some of it may have been a little overwhelming or complicated, and we're here to tell you that we are not perfect either. We simplify things to the simplest, simplest, simplest form. And really be honest to see if what you're doing adds value to your life or not. Absolutely. Because we did, we took some big shotgun blasts to different parts of people's lives. <laughs> you like that analogy? Shotgun blast. Like, why is everyone? Okay, keep going. <laughs> we, we did. And it, it can be a lot. And it may have been, it came out of right field for you. And it may have been something that you had never, ever thought or never, ever thought about giving up or considering changing but truly, this is this is that's a part that's a piece of your pie that makes your life. So just give it some thought. Start simple. Start small, and start challenging yourself. You're strong. You're capable, and you got it. You got this. <laughs>